is one of the topics of today how um how WWE has decided that the best way to showcase the evolution of the uh of the women's roster is by putting all of them in a battle royal. Oh yeah. Including like all these returning superstars. Oh, Wait, fucking... isn't this just the isn't this just the same battle royal you had at WrestleMania? Shh. Why are no, you this... putting all the SmackDown women on it and not giving them match? Look, this time we didn't associate it with a very problematic woman from our past. It's completely different. No, we're just holding it after we have a pay-per-view in a very problematic country. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought that place was that was taking place from parts unknown now. <laughs> there just happened to be a lot of Saudis in the crowd. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore. I am the holder of the WeeBR, uh, the Dylan. <laughs> the WeeBR. Yes, this is Blake. Blake? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, hi, this is Blake. <laughs> this is Blake. Uh, yeah, turn it on and turn it off again. Call me back if not work. As an IT guy, that's offensive. <laughs> That's my people's words. You can't use anything else. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> what so do I'm you think... mean, you people? <laughs> I'm starting to think WWE is like going through its midlife crisis right now because they are just fucking doing whatever. Like, usually you can see... Usually storylines take place violently slow or rapidly fast, and now they're just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. They're like, oh, I know the Dogs of War thing's really getting over. I fucking break them up, because McIntyre needs a push. Oh, really? Who does the bar need? Put the big show with them. Okay, cool. Why not? Also, put the belts on them, because it's, a, it's an anniversary episode. We have to have a title change, and... I don't think the U.S. title is even a thing anymore. Yeah. Where even is that thing? Huh? It's gone. I, I, do, I literally don't know who the current U.S. champion is. It's still Shinsuke, isn't it? Uh, see, I, I fucking couldn't even remember that. Oh, see, that's disappointing. That's disappointing when it's like Shinsuke Nakamura, the man who fought over many months to try to win the WWE title, is now a, oh yeah, he's that thing. To be fair, now that you reminded me, Knock America is by far the most, like, simultaneously great yet racially insensitive thing WWE has done <laughs> in the last three years. Mm -hmm. Other than running a show in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. But, yeah, Owie. The, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but the U.S. title is always the title where I'm like, wait a minute. Who has that? Does Kofi have that now? No, Kofi doesn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. Wait, who was it now? Does Cody Rhodes have the U.S. title? Oh, wait, not our U.S. title. Hold on. His looks better. Yeah, his looks awesome. And then the one in the... The one uh, WWE has looked like they had it designed at a tattoo shop in Orlando, Florida. Uh, <laughs> like it's going to be featured on one of those we got to cover up your old tattoo shows. <laughs> yeah. And then they cover it up. WWE with... used to have one of those. They cover it up with the New Japan 
belt. Like they're just like, this belt doesn't work. Oh really? We've got a perfect design to put over it. And then they put the New Japan US title over it. The WWE US title, uh, like the faceplate of that looks like a belt buckle. Like you could easily see that being like a rednecks belt buckle. Oh, like yeah. with, the, with the flag and everything. As uh. a as me and Blake are officially the redneck correspondents for this show, we can say, yes, absolutely, you're correct. It's like WWE. Go, goes, to, goes to Walmart tomorrow, sees that in the mm-hmm. belt buckle section. Son of a bitch. It's like WWE doesn't want to focus on adding like more things to a belt. They're like, all right, this is the world title. What do we do? Put the WWE logo. Anything else? Nah. This is the US title. What do we put on it? The fucking flag. What else? No. no you're good. No, you're good. This is the Intercontinental Championship. What do we do? What? Put a globe. Yeah. What What do we do? White. What does that mean? White. You can figure it out. <laughs> to be fair, that was Cody's decision. Yeah. And it was probably the best decision for that belt in a very long time. See, see, it was from aesthetic standpoint, but see, from like a quality standpoint, I always associate really great intercontinental championship matches with the oval belt. Oh, like yeah. Benoit and Jericho and RVD and Jeff Hardy held that belt and did ladder matches and dumb shit and like had wars over that intercontinental championship. There hasn't been like a really def- well, no, there was Ambrose versus Owens. But other than that, I can't think of like a like a white belt intercontinental championship feud. Maybe Ms. Ziggler career versus belt. That was one match more than a feud. But like, you don't really like associate it with like a oh yeah, like so and so held that version of the belt. That's why it's prestigious. I mean, Daniel Bryan in that if that if Daniel Bryan did not get almost a career threatening injury. I feel like him versus Ziggler was a very good feud for it, but of course, we would never know what happened. I completely forgot that um, Seth was the Intercontinental Champ right now. Yeah, that's what happens when no one defends their single belts because they're in six-man tag matches every week. By tag matches, I mean the same tag match, except with progressively more like group dissension. And by group dissension, I mean one week Braun decided to power slam Ziggy and then like Drew decided to Claymore kick Braun. And then Dean decided he'd had enough of Seth Rollins' shit. It's almost kind of like around the time that the shield ended the first time, except just not good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, with me, I... Fucking... I blame Roman Reigns. Yeah. No, the fucking Claymore kick is still my favorite because it looks like someone fired a Scottish man out of a cannon and he just had a leg extended. I mean You, you, you... heard the you heard the, the story told on Table for Three for why like he's where he started that move from, right? Uh-uh. No, he had a match against uh Ryback and he was gonna hit him with a big boot out of the corner, but it was back in the three MB days where he had those leather pants on. Oh yeah. And like he couldn't he couldn't get the kick up, so he ended up leaving his feet for it when he did it. <laughs> he was just like, That's a good move. That's, yeah. I'm gonna do that now. The- By the way, the athleticism you need to just lift both feet off the ground. Like you're just like jumping like every time he does that move, I'm just like the physics. And the athleticism. Yeah. And the murder. It looks like murder. And also claymores, if you swing them hard enough, it can decapitate several people at once. 
See, here's the thing. Whenever he did it the first time, I was like, oh, like the explosive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Killing... You know, forgetting that he was Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, that's a, speaking that's of his killing, sword. Speaking of killing things, WWE is just slowly killing The Undertaker one week at a time. Cause can we just say, Undertaker's the fucking heel in that rivalry right now, and no one's acknowledging it? I, I have to applaud their ingenuity, because they actually have found a way to kill what is dead. Yeah! <laughs> like, did you see the promo this week that I'm fairly sure they just stole from a 1999 episode of Raw and threw it up? Um, listen, I could, I that was that was so over the top. It was actually the only that was that was worth it. <laughs> the bit at the end where the Undertaker, where they were like, you know how we should end this historic episode by having the Undertaker shill a pay per view in a political turmoil situation country. Oh yeah, oh, that's gonna age great. Oh no no, I was talking about the one on Raw where Mayor Kane was like, hey, I can't make it for Raw, so can we just tape some spooky backstage shit in the same, yeah. in the same place where they filmed weird science? <laughs> <laughs> I, was expecting, I was expecting Mick Foley dressed as Mankind to show up and just be like, oh, you guys live here too? Yeah. Well, no, no, my, my dad was pumped because my dad was just like, oh, it's Bray. Bray's finally coming back with this new character he's working on. And then Taker walks out and me and him both in unison were like, ah, oh, fuck. Damn it. I, was, I, knew way, it. I can't wait for it to be like, oh man, this is a new character that, that Bray's been working on. It's just the same Bray. It's yeah. just Bray again. <laughs> and see, like, the thing with the SmackDown promo for Taker was I yawned and it was over. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, huh. But, wait, was Undertaker just out? Oh, no, I must have missed something good. What was. Oh. By the way, I would chilled. like to point out that despite the fact that, you know, we're all high on on triple h and you know all the good things he does like the ego to be like okay what can i do well i can be the face of nxt and then i'm gonna be in a feud with the undertaking reform dx and then i'm gonna bring back evolution on smackdown that same fucking week oh, yeah. because because my <laughs> ego hasn't quite matched the size of my giant cue ball head <laughs> Was it what culture? What I think it was what culture that released a video that just said Triple H is the most confusing character on TV today, because they're yeah. just like if you tune into NXT, you see the creator Triple H, but then if you turn into Raw, you see the husband of Stephanie McMahon Triple H, or you may see leather jacket Triple H who's ready to go out and fight. Oh wait, but now we're also gonna have DX Triple H. Oh wait, now on SmackDown there's Evolution Triple H. So wait, what you're saying is at WrestleMania this year, all of those Triple H's are going to have a match. Yes. Listen, it's okay. We got SmackDown Batista, which is mm -hmm. also Zero Fucks Batista, which a.k.a. the best Batista. was the best thing about that entire show. Keep it in your pants. Oh. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> Family show. Family show. Dave, Dave, Dave Batista hijacked a segment on the thousandth episode of SmackDown. The only real, the true SmackDown of that was was the sound of his brass balls, <laughs> giant as they were, hitting the canvas during that segment. My favorite part about that segment and about the keep it in your pants part 
And uh, fellow wrestling podcasters, Tights and Fights, pointed this out on uh, on their Twitter account. Is after he makes the joke, you see Triple H walk over to Randy and whisper in his ear as if he had to explain the joke to well, Randy Orton. If you see, if you see Randy, you remember like, back when Rick would walk around the locker room without pants. <laughs> well, the, the way that I see it is, if you, if you kind of listen, um, you'll see Randy mouth because, like, he missed it. I don't know what he was doing, but he missed it because Triple H goes over and you see uh, Randy. He kind of mouths. Um, what, what he said, what, what? And that's when he whispers in his ear and then Randy just loses it. <laughs> He's talking about you putting your dick on a writer's shoulder. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, by the way, I would also like to, I would also like to point out that SmackDown is also where we decided that the ruthless aggression is so alive that we're going to kindle the flames for a Batista versus Triple H match in 2018. Well, that's for their and... next Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. They're just slowly. I'm telling. I'm telling you, February. I swear. Yeah. If, if like, if if political, if World War Three doesn't start, and if we all don't die of a nuclear holocaust, February is when the WWE Family Jewels is going to happen. <laughs> and by God, if it's not going to be the most mediocre pay per view to ever hit the Middle East. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've seen the latest developmentally unstable. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I appreciated the shout out. I I actually added that to my timeline. That's how proud I was of that. <laughs> Everything else I keep hidden. No one knows I'm actually associated with this show. It's like my. It's like this is this is my like sex dungeon where it's just like, oh no, don't tell anybody how I live. Uh, don't tell anybody. I'm on the, don't tell anybody I'm on the this wrestling podcast. With this, with this actor who's exclusively cast in like mentally challenged people roles, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Alabama equivalent of Russell Brand, like just don't tell people that that's how I live my life. So, anyways, oh. developmentally unstable. Check it out on YouTube. We're we're doing Family Jewel. <laughs> Dylan just went round to Rousey on our ass. He was just like, let me just destroy these two pukes for a few seconds. Yes, but I did that without a script and having to awkwardly pause five times. Yeah. I mean, it but that, it was a very good line, and I definitely think it was scripted, but... <laughs> I wonder if Nikki knew, though, because I always kind of wonder yeah, about... Yeah, I, I... No, no, because, like, for something like that, it's something where the writers write it, and then they go to the Bellas, because the Bellas are cash cows. Um, ah, that's... That sounds... That sounds... Uh... Offensive. I should probably not have used that. Uh, the Bellas are, uh... Cash talentless hacks, and they <laughs> have to approve their own... God! Less offensive in your eyes! <laughs> You're on it tonight, D. Calling people cash—that's that's that's against people from like a feminist standpoint. Like yeah. calling them talentless hacks. That I'm just saying the same things AJ Lee did like six years ago. That's fine. Yeah. By the way, the Ronda Rousey promo is just AJ Lee's promo if it was said by somebody with less promo skill, and that's really it. Which is why everybody reacted to it. It was tried and true that like we can roll this back out there. We'll just take someone's original content, have somebody else like you know that that old meme of. Hey, can I can I like 
look at your homework. Yeah, just don't make it clear that you copied me. That was that. That was what that yeah. was. It was AJ here, Ronda's promo here, the Bella's getting roasted here. That was it. It's the old, like, um, I made this. You made this? I made this. I made this. <laughs> no, no. The best way I could describe it is it was Dana Carvey was talking about the fact that he can kind of play drums. And he's like, everyone thinks I'm really good at drums because I'm a comedian that can play drums. So therefore, the talent seems a lot better. So it's like that. Since Ronda's not that usually good of a promo, the John Cena line was like, everyone was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Whereas if AJ had said it, they would just be like, ooh. Yeah, it's like classic AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when did Sasha Banks get injured? It's been a while. When she's, yeah, like a couple months ago. Like right, like before, before the mix max, mix, mixed max challenge. Yeah, it's where we take everybody named Max. It's a bunch of different wrestlers like that. We team them together. We the put Mac, them in a tournament. The Mac and Me challenge. The mixed Mac and Me challenge. It's where who can throw a boy in a wheelchair down a fucking cliff the fastest it's hosted by paul rudd <laughs> <laughs> oh, good you guys um, also know that yep uh but blake no i do not think she even got to wrestle in the mixed match challenge okay i only got like the first two words of that sentence out and i'm glad you were able to fill in the rest oh yeah psychic link baby <laughs> uh also by the way anyone watching at home on the video stream I got my new BS wine glass today. I mean, yesterday. Or like two days ago. Hey, Blake, use the official term. That's the BS boozy sippy cup. This is the BS boozy sippy cup because it's just a fucking sippy cup. <laughs> There's a fucking plastic lid on it. It's got a tiny lid. I get to sip it. To... So anyways, Sasha uh, Banks. Sasha Banks. <laughs> no, everyone was like, Sasha, re <laughs> Sasha returned. <laughs> How much have you been using the sippy cup, Blake? Oh, enough. Uh-huh. Let me look up if Garbage Boys has been an episode title before, because if not, I think it has, so it may just be like Trash Boys for this episode. Uh, no, someone was like, Sasha Banks returns from injury, at which point I'm like, when the fuck was she injured? Which makes well, me Well, that's, that's, once a, hey, hey, Scotty, hey, Scotty, WWE Evolution. Oh, yeah. Well, once it, it made me sad because Sasha used to be a person where, like, why isn't she on Raw? I'm, I miss Sasha so much. And now I'm like, wait, what the fuck? She hasn't been here? Oh, okay, whatever. I don't care. That's the same thing with Bailey, where it's like, oh, man, Bailey used to be so cool. And now it's just like, will you and Finn Balor stop beating up fucking, like, Foxy and the modern day Maharaja? That'd be great. Yeah. But we did have. Really, by the way, by the way, I'm really waiting for the Raw writers to make a King and I joke with that team up. Oh yeah. Um, but no, there was one return that was treated with less fanfare than Sasha, and it was Tamina, who I swear to God, it wasn't till like four minutes into the match where Michael Cole was finally like, "Oh yeah, she's returning from an injury. She's been out for like a very long time," and they're like, "Oh yeah, so good." Yeah, that's that's essentially that's that was Michael Cole being like, it's it's Tamina. <laughs> Michael Cole forgetting the women wrestlers in the ring and he's like, Yeah, yeah, Nia Jax versus Nia Jax. Wait, that's not right. What the fuck? Who is that? 
Oh shit, it's Tamina. <laughs> there can't be two Samoan women here. I will see. I, that's what made me upset. Was at the end of the match, Tamina and Naya had a stare down, and Ember's in the middle of them trying to split them up. I was just hoping they would run at each other and smash Ember between their bodies. And then that's the, like, creation of the most terrifying tag team of all time. Listen, WWE is not here to, like, engage in your weird fetish moves, (laughs) all right? (laughs) You're not allowed to live vicariously through Ember Moon, all right, dude? Just, God, keep it in your pants. I'm sorry. Keep it, keep it, Rick. Keep it in your pants. I just wish, <laughs> I, I just really want two women to run at me and then crush me like in Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Uh, boy. If we didn't go for a while without mentioning that movie again. <laughs> I'll just say, WWE Evolution, you could have Naya and Tamino versus Beth Phoenix and uh, Natalia. In a battle of the badasses and see who comes out on top. But no, instead I mean, they were like, <clears throat> they're like, let's do the same thing we do before every battle royal match, which is have people start throwing people over the ropes, mm-hmm. even though it's not a battle royal. You know, after yeah. SmackDown this week, um, Beth Phoenix might have her hands full soon enough, reclaiming her husband's balls. Oh, yeah. Becky Lynch did, in fact, take them from him very quickly. (laughs) By the way, so that promo was the equivalent of... I I don't even know if you remember back when Conor McGregor had two UFC championships at once. Yeah. And he, he, he got on the mic and he was like, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely no one. <laughs> and that was the equivalency of when of when Becky was like, I don't like me. I love, love me. me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was expecting to be like, they like me. But then I was just like, no, no, this is even better. Yeah. Then she told Edge not to break his neck on the way out of the ring. It was baller. <laughs> so good. I'm waiting for next week when she goes to Montreal and says Brett screwed Brett. Yeah. Just continue insulting people. (laughs) We were watching and my dad was like, they're trying so hard. The crowd, whole time, like she's insulting a Hall of Famer that everyone loves and they're cheering her for it. (laughs) That's right. You tell that white man what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You treat, you tell that white devil from the Canada. From the Canada. It hurts me so badly that they kept her from doing promos for so long. Yes. Well, you blame you you blame Bucky the Bucktooth fucktard for that. <laughs> what? That's a yeah. Uh, that's a that's a that's a corny quote right there. I like to keep that one. Jim, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. Jim just showed up. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Oh, you know who I never say thank you, fuck you, bye to, though? (laughs) All of our lovely fucking patrons at patreon.com slash loadedbs. Ain't no one in this business got a lick of fucking sense except for our patrons. They donate money, they help the show keep going, and then they get access to our Discord. They get shouted out on the show of their choice like the good old American fucktard Gazi. I just love that every week it gets worse the way we treat Gazi. I like how you're just allergic to having patrons. 
<laughs> basically what for a shill master. I break out an a- you you break out an asshole. That's <laughs> Well for BS I'm usually very polite to them. I don't know what it is about fight more. I'm like, fuck you. It's the wrestling mentality. But <laughs> but if you wanna also get yelled at, go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate. Which means guys, it's now time for um actually the least successful dust watch of all time, which was last week. Cause not a single one got liked. Nothing got replied to. <laughs> not shit. Uh, this is a conspiracy. It's a fucking conspiracy. Should we tweet the kingdom and tell them there's a conspiracy against us by Chuck Taylor to not follow us? <laughs> uh- <laughs> you know what? This sounds terrible. And we'll probably play directly into Gazi's thing. But Matt Taven seems like the only person on the ROH like roster who would actually appreciate what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it then? Yeah, yeah. Screw it. At this point, just be like, hey. At, at, at Ma- future ROH champion Matt Taven. Hey, at Matt Taven, at Vinny. Can you believe this fucktard won't follow <laughs> us? No! I'm <laughs> sorry. I can't believe I said that. Do you believe this sexy fucktard won't follow us? Oh shit, why can I not remember the third member of the kingdom? TKO Ryan. TKO Ryan, okay, there we go. We The, the sassy wild horse. Or what's that? What is it? The sassy pony? Sassy wild horse? I think it's sassy wild horse, TKO Ryan. I just remember the word sassy's in there because I, I greatly respected a man that looks like a, like a wet noodle in terms of like body weight calling himself the sassy anything <laughs> uh hey at matt taven at Vinny at uh tko we firmly believe there's a hashtag kingdom conspiracy against us by chucky e. t refusing to give us a follow help us overcome the demons <laughs> hashtag dust watch i'd love i know it wouldn't happen but i would love if like next fucking roh taping best friends are having a match and then the kingdom attack them and all of Vinny's balloons just say dust watch on them at that point we have to sue them for copyright like i don't know <laughs> <if> you... <laughs> the best advertising the show ever got and we're still like yo fuck you oh guys i'm gonna have to send you a small cease and desist uh, yeah, I got on the horn with Pro Wrestling Tees, and yeah, you can't sell that shirt anymore. <clears throat> Did you guys see my new tights last night? They're orange and black in honor of Gritty, second in command behind our Dark Lord Satan. <laughs> God bless you, Chuck Taylor. <clears throat> so sometime, because he's, uh, he's doing eight mans during the uh, Super Junior Tag League. yeah. So I have a I have I have a whole bunch of uh of big dust matches like you know <laughs> piling up that I get to go through. It's it's it's, it's good times for me. How even many, if like his even if his hair continues to be somewhat of a disaster. How many involve the uh, great Roll Tide boy Nick Saban? Unfortunately, none of them. Oh no. I do Saban's love- in the Saban's in the Super Junior Tag League with oh. Kushida. <laughs> I just love how quickly into second segment two it takes before Dylan's like, oh, thank God, no more WWE. So fucking Sag League's coming up. <laughs> Let's go. What up? 
Tag can we, can we just... I, I like segment two because that means that I can catch up on all my Reddit browsing. <laughs> can we just discuss how fucking hard Tomatonga's going on Twitter? Because, like, he's already been kind of rough on Twitter to different people, but I don't know, ever since the whole, like, are they, what will they, won't they have the elite leaving for WWE, he's gone fucking insane. Mm-hmm. By the way, Scotty, I'm, I found, I think I figured out a way for you to ingratiate yourself and, like, do a thing. I need you to make a, uh, like, a, a Bullet Club ripoff, not ripoff shirt, but, like, a Maher shirt uh, with one gun and then one a uh, Jay White like switchblade blade and yeah. have it say bullets at the top and then blades at the bottom. Oh, I thought you were gonna say have the words knife pervert across the top of mm-hmm. it. And just just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bullet that bullet club is now about bullets and blades. Oh, like just okay. tweet that at them. Because uh, I think that would actually get over with with Tama and the knife pervert. So you <laughs> need like, to It's just like it needs more knives. You start throwing shit tons of knives on it. He's like, oh, thank God. It needed at least 50 more knives before I would accept it. Uh, mm. uh, God, if it doesn't if it doesn't look like uh, like the inventory of a Ninja Gaiden game just shit <laughs> on my floor, then it's not <laughs> worth it. I love that he also apparently doesn't know how to spell Adam Page's name, Tama, because he just put Adam P-A-I-G-E coming out with his last hashtag Bullet Club affiliated shirt. Ha! Who the fuck were you before then? Exactly. Good luck in WWE. I, see, the great irony of this is, um, I think it's more likely that the OGs go to WWE than the Elite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think... I really, I really do. Like, yeah. I know they're all just like, yeah, we're going to, but like, Tamatanga is essentially made for NXT. My problem with that is Tama loves the word fuck too much to ever be put on anything WWE related. He would, he would, he would, listen, so did Adam Cole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Adam Cole would go into a ring. I like to think during any Undisputed Era match, he's just struggling consistently to not tell his opponent to suck his dick. Like, he's just like, hey, Ricky I'm waiting. I'm still... I'm still waiting for the time where he pulls the old Adam Adam Cole move of telling the crowd to get out of the way, faking throwing his opponent into the crowd, throwing them back into the ring, and then like popping the bird at them. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic, classic fat ass Adam Cole move. I I'm trying so hard not to get worked by this angle because I feel like it's trying to just I I don't know. Are like you talking about I the can Bullet Club. Final Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, well, going that's back because to they're it. just gonna—they're gonna drop the Bullet Club from them. They're just gonna be the elite. They're gonna let like that happen. Yeah, I mean that was what they like. Even back when the elite started, like the like the Bucks and Kenny were like, "Yeah, we wanted to just break off, but it was too much merch money for the company to let us go." The yeah. OG Bullet Club shirt is still like one of, if not the best, like selling. Yeah indie uh merch shirt maybe even the best-selling wrestling shirt well what Listen, I... it is the it it is as it is so cultural that it has reached nwo levels where like people wear it and then they don't know what it's about they're just like oh this is cool and people are wearing it like that mm-hmm. hasn't happened since the 90s yeah see what i've heard a lot about the whole final bullet club shirt thing is not a we're going to wwe which is still a possibility or cody's been tweeting a lot about 
everyone running like wrestlers are the most uh like determined and whatever in the world and the people running the wrestlers are the dumbest fucks in the world basically so i'm thinking cody may start like either his own promotion or something to help wrestlers band together but the reason for the final he also might well he could also just start a union yeah yeah but the the whole thing with the final bullet club shirt design thing from what i've read is well everything that's bullet club parody or bullet club involved a percentage has to go to new japan Yep. So if you don't do that, you get to keep all the money. And I don't know if you know Nick and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, but they like money quite a fair bit, my boy. I mean, they got bucks in their name. They're also the carniest people to ever work in the business. Yeah. But they're such nice people that, like, no one really... They're they're good Christian boys, so no (laughs) one really minds. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't think the carny ever leaves you, because I'm still determined that Colt Cabana, despite having, well, probably less money now, but plenty of money, he's still at a hotel with, like, still toilet rolls and shampoo bottles to save oh, money. Like he he will, on his podcast, continually talk about how much he likes to pinch his pennies. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Which... Like, don't. By the way, by the way, Blake, I'm really, I'm really proud of you for not making a Jewish crack there. I can see it on your face. <laughs> he was trying. Oh no, I was telling you not to. <laughs> you, you were just I like, don't have to. Cole Cabana does it on his he own. He does it on his own. He is the what was what was the championship he won um, earlier? The this North American year? Hebrew Championship Hebrew cha- or something? Oh, he leans <laughs> that he into beat it. Beat David Starr for. Yeah. <laughs> There was there was so much Jewishness in that match. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, Blake, you're talking about getting worked by Bullet Club. There's a different man who's worked me, but it might be a shoot, so he may just be a douchebag, and that's Austin Aries. Um, Uh, No, no, I I think Austin Aries is he 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 just needs to eat that cheeseburger and fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, like because everything that I see of him. It's almost like he's, you know, that one asshole who thinks everybody else around him is an asshole because they don't understand that they're being an asshole. Yeah. That's Austin Aries. All it can make me think of is the Stephen Lynch song about assholes and the very end. He's like, I looked in the mirror and this is what I thought. The guy who sold me this mirror is an asshole. (laughs) He's an asshole. Son of a bitch said it was antique. That's Austin Aries. But yeah, my favorite thing in the world is going to non-wrestling fans and reenacting the ending of that match. Just laying down on the ground and being like, and then he got pinned, and then this happened. Whoop! Stand up. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, and then leave. Never has... What, what, what did um what did Don Callis said? Never had, has so much talent been wasted on somebody so unprofessional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, still like Johnny Impact being like, what the fuck is going on? Now I have to try to, like, pretend that you aren't an asshole. And that, by the way, Meltzer buried the shit out of, uh, out of that happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just like, he, he was like, nobody saw that show. Like, there's, uh, there's other stories that happen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
See, like, with... like the, a former world champion, no selling, and like basically pulling a pulling a Hulk Hogan versus Jeff Jarrett at like whatever, like Bash at the Beach Starcade that was. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even register anymore. See, with me, like a lot of people, like, is it a work? Is it a shoot? I'm like, I'm more comfortable knowing it's a shoot than if it was a work. Because that's, like, end of the WCW era levels of bullshit. Of just, like, we're gonna play with the levels of kayfabe and make everyone think Austin's an asshole. And I'm like, I'd rather just believe he's an asshole rather than you... Rather than you bury the fucking product on your television, y'all motherfuckers. Hey, well, dude, bro, hey, listen. I think, (laughs) bro, dude, that was just the best way we could end that show, bro. Except I'm, I'm not supposed to be on it. Yeah, it, I it, it really felt like it was peak TNA yes. that ending, and if it was, um, if it was a work, that's that's what it is. If it's a shoot, then Austin Aries is an asshole, and I can get on with my life resting well, easier. It makes me feel bad because TNA was starting a very long upward hill climb that they were going pretty high up they were i mean they weren't close to the peak but they were like halfway up the mountain and then austin aries just punched them in the face and they tumbled down back but i like how i like how um at this point being an asshole to the product is now a match transferable disease because alberto del rio was a bitch to the product back during wrestlemania where he was like at the press conference he was at the press conference that day and then no showed the show later that day. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then then Austin was in that match and then he didn't do it. So then then it got passed on to Austin Aries. And then Austin Aries was like, "Well, let me no show or no sell the fucking like some finish of the match, get up and flip people off on my way out." So now I look forward to when like Johnny Impact goes into business for himself in the middle of a in the middle of a match and like just legit low blows somebody and fast counts to win a championship and then talks about how he actually owns it and that Mr. Booker Man can't keep him down. And then he parkours out of the arena. He like jumps over one of the guardrails, <laughs> climbs up some shit. I want, by the way, I want Johnny Impact to exclusively enter the ring to I'm a Survivor. Yes, I can see that. Um, but yeah, Alberto Del Rio, or the man who I'm now dubbing the Donald Trump of Mexico, because anything he writes is starting to feel too much. Like you saw the Instagram post, right? No, no, I, I, much like Paige, ignore Alberto Del Rio. Yes, I'm taking a page from her book. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was just Alberto posted a picture of him with some people and then he's got a very lovely woman next to him and someone just in the comments is like hey she looks fucking hotter than Paige man and then he replies which is something that he shouldn't have done oh I did read this fuck that guy (laughs) this is weeks ago well no no Paige is updated the Paige has responded so that's why I brought it up this week cause I look we had that solid, like, six weeks of Paige Del Rio coverage that I was afraid to go back to the well until the whole story was complete. Um, 
Yes, and this one doesn't have more than nine police reports against her, or three arrests in different states, or committed in two mental hospitals like the one you mentioned did. And with real evidence, not just lies from her LOSER BROTHER in all caps. Which is a, like, you could put that on Trump's fucking Twitter account and I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, all you'd have to be is like, well, I wonder which one that one's referencing out of the thousands of people that it could mean. Stormy Daniels. (laughs) But yeah, Paige finally responds and she was like, yeah, it upset me, but I wasn't going to let him know that it upset me. But he did. But he is 41 and should move on with his life. (laughs) Right? She's done a much better job of moving on from, like, his bullshit than he apparently is doing with her. He's Listen, old... wrestling promotions in three countries don't hate Paige. Alberto yeah. Del Rio can't say that. Mm-hmm. And Paige was just like, don't make fun of someone who has mental health issues, dude. Because he knew how depressed I was. I wanted to kill myself. You don't talk about a woman like that. Keep your mouth shut. If you don't like me, that's fine. Haven't had any contact for over a year. It just baffles me. Rio is actually petitioning to have him remove the uh, Del Rio from his name. Well, I mean, (laughs) it is Patron now, but actually, wait, I'm getting news. Uh, Alcohol company Patron is petitioning to get the name Patron removed from his name as well. It's going to be Alberto El Asshole now. (laughs) No, actually, Patron is just changing its name. (laughs) They're saying, yeah, it's too tainted. Uh, no, actually, I'm getting news from the 12th letter of the alphabet. That's right, he, they're petitioning to get the L removed from his name as well. <laughs> um, the most impressive part of that being that you knew that L was the 12th letter off the top of your head. Well, if you slow down the video, you could see me as Blake was talking or some shit just being like, F-G-H-I-J-K-L, okay, 12th, okay, we're good. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Alberto, he's as old as John Cena, and at that point, you have to try to be, that's your, that's your benchmark, Del Rio. Act like John Cena. So set up a weird fucking Instagram account, and then tweet inspirational messages to people. And then star in movies that you're not great in, and then also be on Jimmy Fallon way more than people are comfortable with. Yeah. So, like, Rhett and Link as well. (laughs) They've taken from the John Cena handbook. Yeah. Someone pointed it out earlier. I don't know what's happened to John in the past year, other than the the Nikki breakup. But he, like Obama in office, looks like he's aged 50 years in the past one year. Just because he grew his hair out? He grew his hair out. Yeah, he, like, like, longer hair just makes him look old. Well, it's yeah, the hair, it's like, like his face is also a bit more wrinkled, but like he he like, do look older. Yeah, like him growing his hair out to like his ruthless aggression hair length is just weird because it really does make him look older. It's like I can now compare him just, to when he was younger in the industry. Well, no, this is I need beyond. Him, I need him to grow. I need him to grow a beard now and start wearing like trunks. <laughs> like and I just Dexter. need. Him, and i I need him to just i need him to go like full full heel turn but only in the fact that he just stops wearing jorts grows a beard and does all the same things but instead of like 
touch like like being nice to children uh he just makes the wanking off motion <laughs> i do yeah i do want him to just be mountain man john so what you were suggesting is season finale of dexter john cena where he's yeah. just like i've been off in they said i was in china but actually i was up in canada with brock lesnar hunting moose we didn't use guns. We used our bare hands. You could tell me Brock Lesnar hunted things like that, and I would believe you. Yeah. yeah. Not moose, because moose are fucking horrifying. They are <laughs> huge as hell. Um, now, if you got uh, Cena and uh, Brock together, that's probably how they would take down a moose. They're a tag team. The moose. Yeah. If, we, if we each take an antler, we can rip its skull in half. <laughs> oh, um, God. Actually, yeah. Cena stuns it with his horrible punch. <laughs> hold on. Let me hold on. Let me charge up my punch first. Uh... <laughs> that's, what Cena grew his, that's why he grew his hair out so he could actually charge his energy with it. Yeah. People of the arena, give me your energy. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to know if you ever go to a house show and John Cena's there, he'll do that watch he'll he'll make the motion to the crowd and and then he'll like just dbz he just uh... i believe that 100 percent oh but you know what and i I believe and i believe 100 percent that he's doing it because of the dbz reference oh yeah but you know what i believe you do you believe in in a thing thing called called love love? you can feel it but I also believe that there's some awesome... In the darkness? You believe yeah, in the darkness? <laughs> from the darkness. I believe in the darkness. I believe that there's amazing merch to be found at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right. That's where you can get merch for Fight Boys, a load of BS, fun fiction. All your favorite programs has merch, including Blake. Blake, model it. Blake. The BS Boozy Sippy Cup for alcoholics like me and you. And then, I mean, other things that aren't alcohol, but really it's for alcohol. I mean, it's advertised as like a miniature wine glass. A, so They ain't nothing miniature about this. This is a wine glass. That's right. You can get that, and you can get merch for all your favorite JWF superstars, from the Dylan to the Hammerman, Canada Charlie, Blake Tanner, Captain Tibbs, Guy Fieri. They all got merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And speaking of the JWF boys, it's time to go over to everyone's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's fucked a thousand bears. It's Captain Tibbs. I think you've used that one before. No less true, but just let you know you're slipping. Ah, just for people tuning in for the first time, I want them to know about the man who fucks bears, Captain Tibbs. You gotta cycle him in every now and again, just to let him know what I'm all about. That's right, Tibbs, and we are firmly on the way to the Oops All Dudes pay-per-view, the JWF's exclusive all-male pay-per-view, which of course is going to feature the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, and Tibbs, right now, we're going to determine one of the men that are going to enter that final as Canada Charlie, a man you know oh, all my too boy. Well, takes on the Hammerman. Oh, my boy! Okay, I see a little bit of difference in the oh, my boys there. So, I guess if, if I had to ask, you had you had a preference in this match, Tibbs. 
Did Silver Spoon, how could you? I'm an impartial mediator, and oh my god, there's a Hammer Man. That's right, and looks like Charlie and Hammer Man beginning with a big lockup in the middle of the ring, but oh, looks like you might have been right. The Hammer Man immediately overpowering Charlie, backing him up into a corner, and a huge chop to the chest of Charlie Tibbs. I heard that all the way over here. Oh, now, Sills, I love my son. I don't love some of the choices he's made, but. I think if there's anyone who can teach him a lesson, it's the Hammer Man. That's right, Charlie just grabbing at his chest in pain as the Hammer Man bounces off the ropes trying to land a big lariato. Oh, but Charlie Ducks rolling to the outside. I don't know, I think the Canadian one looks a little bit afraid. Is he the Canadian one now? Uh, Canada Charlie, he would assumedly be the Canadian one. But is he the one from Canada? I don't know, Tibbs. I think that's something that needs to be earned. I think you're right. Oh, but wait a minute. If anyone's earning anything, it looks like Hammerman's trying to earn his spot in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament as he bounces off the ropes, lands a huge tope suicida over the top rope, landing on Canada Charlie, rolls him into the ring, goes for a quick pin, one, two, ooh, and a kick out at two. Now, of course, Tibbs, usually in a match like this with Charlie, we'd see... His mentor, man, I know you're not too happy with Felix Ball get involved at this point, but of course, Felix is not here this week after Charlie basically ordered him to stay home last week. I mean, uh, how did you react to that? You know, I didn't even notice until I realized that the, uh, the huge daunting weight of that massive black hole of a man wasn't sitting heavily on my shoulders tonight. That's right, and let me tell you something. I think he, Felix Ball's at home, and he is looking nervous watching this match as Hammerman's trying to get Charlie up in a headlock. Oh, but wait! Charlie making his way back up to his feet, reversing that headlock. And oh, got him in, got him locked underneath. Looks like he's going for a Canadian DDT, but wait! Hammerman reversing it himself with a beautiful bridging suplex, going for another pin. One, two, oh, Charlie barely, barely putting his foot on the rope, getting the rope break. Unfortunately, for Shibata to call. Hammerman looking upset. I think he thought he had that match won, Dibs. Now, you see this? I hope you're listening to me, Ball. This is what your teaching does. This is what it does. It leaves my boy, leaves him in the middle of the ring. He's helpless. I hate you, Ball. Well, and it looks like the situation's actually getting worse as Hammerman picks up Charlie, draping him over his shoulders, and a huge burning hammer dropping Canada Charlie onto that cranium of his. And now it looks like uh, Hammerman actually climbing to the top rope, ready to submit his spot in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament with his big patented hammer leg drop. <clears throat> oh, no, wait. Tibbs, is that? Oh, no, it is. It's the music of Griffin Clouds, Hammerman's perennial rival, Griffin Clouds. He's emerged, unfortunately. It looks like it's distracting the Hammerman, Tibbs. Man, damn it. That's right, taking his eye off the prize, which has unfortunately allowed for Charlie to bounce off the ropes. And in a huge avalanche, Spinebuster on the Hammerman. Griffin continuing that menacing walk down to the ring as Charlie pulling up Hammerman for a Canadian DDT. And oh, nailing it, dropping him right onto his skull, going for the pin. One, two, three. And Tibbs, it looks like we have found out one of the men who are going to be in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament is going to be none other than your boy, Canada Charlie, but it looks like the Hammerman doesn't look good. But at what cost? At what cost, Sills? That's right, Canada Charlie moving on, but oh wait, looks like he's actually moving out right now, moving out of the ring, that is, 
as Griffin Cloud's climbing into the ring. And oh my God, he's attacking the Hammerman. We need to get security out of here. Not the Hammerman. That's right. Griffin Cloud still assaulting the man who, of course, may secretly under that mask be his brother, Travis Clouds. But of course, there is no evidence as of right now. Oh, nobody's got him up, Tibbs. He's got him up for it. And it looks like it's the return. The return of the most vicious move in JWF history. Oh, and there it is. The Undertaker. Dropping Hammerman onto that cranium. And, and Tibbs, Hammerman's not moving. I gotta go help him. That's right. Let's get medical staff out here. Medical staff coming out to ringside to help out the Hammerman. Meanwhile, Griffin Clouds, that dastardly man just looks like he's smiling and proud of the work he's done today. Tibbs, this is awful. I can't believe you've done this, Cloud. Not to my boy. Not one of my boys, I guess. That's right. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Well, speaking of your boys, I do want to talk about your other boy, Canada Charlie, the man who we just found out is headed to the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. But in order to find out who's going to join him, people are going to have to tune in next week to see a match between two of the greatest superstars in JWF history, Guy Fieri and a man who is the current JWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan. Those two facing off next week. I mean, Tibbs, who have you got in that match? Ooh, this is going to be a real, a real slam dunker of a match, Sills. I, I don't know if I could pick any of these two men. They're horrible and they're, and they're terribly uh, wonderful and I don't know. Very good, Tibbs. And we've <laughs> actually going to hear from one of the combatants in that match right now. Let's go backstage where one of our top interviewers is there with the Dylan. Ladies and gentlemen, Dodd the Dodd McDonald here with the JWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan. Now, Dylan, as we saw earlier tonight, Canada Charlie is going on to the Oops All Dudes pay-per-view to face the winner of you versus Guy Fieri next week. How do you react to the news? How do I react to the news? McDonald's, do you know who I beat for this title? You know I beat Canada Charlie before. Took this title away from him, you know, his father's real pride and joy. But, you know, I do have to congratulate Charlie. You see, Charlie and Griffin Clouds did something historic tonight. They saved me the trouble of having to deal with the fucking Hammer Man for another week. And now, now I've got clear sailing through the rest of this tournament, except... For one obstacle, one potential iceberg in my titanic path. See, that's Guy Fieri. Interesting man, Guy Fieri. Hard man to pin down. See, he looks like a one-hit joke, like a one-hit wonder, like a, uh, like a man that's all show and no go. In goatee hair, a few shitty restaurants. But you see, I've been watching Guy Fieri. I've been watching him try to make his way back to try to face brunch boy Baron Corbin, get his revenge, redeem himself for those months spent on the injury list. And see, as a man who's been highly motivated before, I know what that motivation can do for you. I give you that strength, you that focus. But see, it also, oh, I know it also gives you tunnel vision. And I know guy... Guy doesn't know what that's like. He's so focused on looking past me to bear, and he forgets I'm here. I'm the captain's champion. I 
and one of the cornerstones of not only this company, this whole goddamn industry. So Guy Fieri, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid it's going to be an end to your little quest next week. When you find out that I am a conqueror of this company, that I'm not just the captain's champion, I'm not just the captain, I'm the king. Well, Tibbs, it looks like the Dylan. I mean, he seemed very complimentary of Guy Fieri, something we honestly haven't seen from the Dylan in the past, but he seems determined to become the king of the Steel City. What do you think? You know, he's got a point there, Sills. Guy Fieri, that's all he's been grumbling about, his final revenge on Runch Boy Baron. Maybe even looking for a title shop. I don't know. When he comes into contact with the Dylan. He might not get what he's expecting. That's right, but of course, let us not forget, last year, Fietti was in fact the victor of the King of the Steel City Tournament. He could be looking at a two, a back-to-back uh, -back wins this year. But of course, after that, he would have to go on to face the JWF champion, whoever that may be. Of course, we do remember at last month's Heck in a Sec pay-per-view after finishing a vicious, fatal four-way match, Blake Tanner was cashed in on by none other than brunch boy Baron Corbin, our current champion, allowing Baron to steal the JWF title away and leave Blake Tanner titleless after such a long title reign. I mean, Tibbs, I know it shocked you. Uh, it was definitely not something I was expecting, Silza. I thought Blake Tanner, he had much more in him. A longer title reign. Maybe even a one for the ages. Uh, brunch boy's cash in and his subsequent ret retention of the title. It's a... Uh, not something you'd expect. That's right, and I know Blake Tanner certainly wasn't happy about it, and he's actually in our ring right now, and I think he's got a message for the brunch boy. So, I finally got a chance to listen to what brunch boy Baron Corbin said about me last week. And I gotta say, I have never encountered a more delusional dude in my entire life. He has the nerve to come out here and talk about wrestlers that don't know when their time is up, saying that there are some that should have hung their boots up a long time ago. What? Dude, if you're talking about me, I'm in the prime of my wrestling years. If there's anyone who needs to be worried about hanging it up, it ain't me, Brunchorella. I admit, I've been taking it easy with my neck issues recently, and... I was worried for a hot second that I wouldn't be able to do this for much longer. I've been going non-stop for well over a year at this point, and getting beaten black and blue every week, in and out, to the point that it was getting harder and harder to keep going. More mornings than I'd like to count, I've woken up almost unable to move because my muscles were so sore. Because I was in too much pain. But I never let that stop me. After I lost my title, I didn't know if I could continue. But when I woke up one morning, I realized that the man that holds the JWF championship, the man that represents this company as the best of the best, he ain't even a man at all. He's just a boy. A brunchy baby boy. He's not worthy of taking my place as champion. And until someone worthy of claiming Blake Tanner's rightful place at the top comes along, you need me. This company needs me to deliver them from pretenders and fakes like Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. 
Brunch Boy, who I might remind you, spends the majority of his time in this company at catering, eating brunch at odd hours that definitely aren't brunch time. While real champions are out here every night overcoming crippling pain and pushing themselves past the limit just to be the best role model that they can be. So no, Brunchy Brunchy Bella, I'm not going to be leaving anytime soon. But you're right. I am going to be hanging up my boots for a little while. I'm going to be hanging them up straight up your ass. I'm not going to give you a moment's respite, Baron. I know what it means to be a champion. I know what it takes to hold on to that belt, and you most certainly do not, sir. So listen up, Crab Cakes. At the next pay-per-view, I'm going to show you exactly what kind of champion I am. You might have got lucky when you cashed in on me. You might have got lucky that you caught me on an off night when my neck was hurting more than normal. But it oops all dudes. You're going to see what a real champion is made of. You're going to see why I held that title for so long. And why I defeated every challenger that crossed my path. You know, Baron, I've heard how vicious you can be. I've heard how you've hurt people. But let me tell you something. Scotty Moore is as vicious as they come. And the Dylan, he's hurt more people than I care to count. I've beaten them both. It really irks me when people think, ink, that they bring them up, that they talk about viciousness. I've thrown people through steel cages over 16 feet high. I've kicked men off the tops of production trucks. I have hurt more people in my reign as champion than you could ever hope to have served brunch to Baron Corbin, and I don't regret a single thing that I did. You thought you were being clever when you made this a street fight, weren't you, Baron? <laughs> Let me tell you, that was probably the dumbest decision you could ever make. See, now when I hang your boots around your neck and strangle you with them so I can take my title back, It'll be 100% legal. Well, Tibbs, I mean, it looks like Blake Tanner, it, this, brunch, this stealing of the title from Brunch Boy, it's awoken something dark in Blake Tanner, almost a vicious presence inside of him. How do you react to this? I don't know. It's, this is a fire that I haven't seen from him in a long time. It, he seems to be getting real worked up over Brunch Boy. I don't think sitting without the title is up. Uh, really sitting well with Blake Tanner right now. That's right, Tibbs. You gotta think Blake Tanner, he held the title for longer than many people before him had it. Uh, I mean, it, he was on his way to having almost a record-breaking title reign, which unfortunately was cut short by Brunch Boy. You can't think what that does to a man's psyche. No idea, Sylves. That's right, and so I guess in order to find out what happens next with Blake Tanner and Brunch Boy, in order to find out what happens next with Griffin Clouds and the Hammerman, and of course to find out who's going to make it to the finals of the JWF King of the Steel City Tournament, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. Alright boys, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned that somewhere down the line, Becky Lynch and Beth Phoenix are going to have an Edge's Balls on a Pole match. I learned that uh, while Chuck Taylor may never follow us, he'll still be the champion of my heart. And I learned <laughs> that Blake Tanner wants to strangle men with boots.
Uh, so Says the is... man that wants to be smashed between two Samoan women. <laughs> oh, it's the laces. You get them, you can garrote gar- 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 someone. Yeah, you choke sure. Cheer, and by next episode, Blake will have learned how to properly say garrote. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so Dylan could be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Um, You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter... You can find me in probably the deepest, darkest depths of hell for the horrible things that I've done on this episode. Um, that's right. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at sexy <laughs> at sexy Chucky, <laughs> Chucky as well. I'm also there. all of us. We are we are We're... sexy Chucky T. We go to we go to the next ROHOE. I was like, look at us, look at us. We are sexy Chucky <laughs> T now. <laughs> we are the sexy Chucky T. But you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quiesel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. All of that's available for you there. Or you can get them on Audible. Get a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash BS Network. So make sure to support us there or support us on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash a load of BS, or on our merch store, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com. And of course, remember to rate, comment, subscribe, leave us a good review on iTunes or after this episode, at least a decent one, maybe. Like, take whatever star rating you're going to give us and add a star, maybe. Add uh, a star. Just add a star. <laughs> that was my favorite WWE anti bullying campaign, add a star. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!